following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This week we hand out Players of the Week awards, hear raw emotion following two tough games, give updated rankings, the 2-2-1, and more. All that next on the Full Court Press. This is the Full Court Press, part of the Sumner County Sports Podcast, covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Now, here's your host, Zach Wobble. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Full Court Press Podcast. You see the hoop, so you know what time it is. In this episode, we catch up with Gallatin head coach Bobby Luna, post-game following their 64-58 win over Hendersonville last Friday night. We also speak with Pope Prep boys coach Charles Wade following their tough two-point loss to Brentwood Academy uh, last night. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. Recapping my game Friday night, the Gallatin boys versus the Hendersonville boys, 64-58 win for Gallatin. A really, really good basketball game where Gallatin just scratched and clawed and found a way to win late in the second half. This was a game that Hendersonville led after each of the first three quarters and looked like they were going to move on for the victory. But Gallatin, Bobby Luna, they never gave up. They always played good defense. And, and you know what? In the fourth quarter, they started making shots. In the first half, they weren't making shots. And in the fourth quarter, it really came down to playing good defense and just hitting your open looks. And and you're going to hear from Bobby Luna in a minute following that win over Hendersonville where he hits on that. He just says, hey, we didn't make any wholesale changes. We just made shots and played a little bit better defense. So let's hear what Bobby Luna has to say following their 64-58 win over Hendersonville last Friday night. Uh, you know, you win this game. Uh, Cade was incredible. AJ was really, really good. Uh, but it feels like it started on the defensive end. What what changed for your guys uh, in the third quarter when you were able to cut it down to four and then eventually in the fourth quarter when you were able to take your lead? Well, I think a lot of it was I thought we played real tight offensively in the first half. I thought we were playing hard defensively. But, you know, when you're down 10 to nothing five minutes into the game, you don't feel like you're playing very hard. Uh, we, I thought we relaxed. We talked at the half. You know, hey, we won the second quarter. We're only down eight. We're in the game. Just keep digging. Keep digging. We'll make a shot, you know, somewhere along the way. Uh, you know, I thought we were in good shape when we got up nine with a couple minutes to go. Uh, had, you know, two turnovers right there. Uh, young guys, good good for them to be in those positions, but uh, shot the ball real well at the free throw line late. And, uh, you know, Cannon, who'd struggled shooting ball all night, makes a big three in there. Cade makes some threes. AJ makes a three. So, you know, we as many good looks as we missed in the first half, we were able to make big baskets in the fourth quarter uh, when it was, you know, most important and we needed it. But it it was a battle. Both teams played really hard. Uh, I don't expect anything different anytime we play them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really proud of our guys for their effort. Yeah, you mentioned that run uh, in the fourth quarter. It started with an A.J. Davis three to end the third to get down four, then A.J. Davis and one. Uh, Cannon Hill hits that three that you mentioned. Then, then Cade gets the offensive rebound to go up 46-45. Another AJ, two free throws, Cade three, AJ Davis three again, and then Cade with the assist to go up. It, it was just, it was really a remarkable turnaround for, for your bunch in that little stretch. It was, and I don't think it was, we didn't do anything different. I think, I, I think we got a confidence level going, you know, after we made a shot or two, I thought our guys just dug in, yeah. uh, you know, and, and fought. Uh, we didn't make it. 
we didn't make any wholesale changes. Uh, we probably did a better job on Colby in the fourth quarter, and that was A.J. Davis doing that. Uh, you know, and we, we kept the ball out of the post uh, enough. Not, not How did you perfect. do that, though? Well, you know, I think they made some shots early, and, and they had some guard drives, and I think they got away from it for a little bit in the second, third. And then late in the fourth, we were, uh, uh, you know, Amarius was fighting, Jamil was fighting. Uh, and then, you know, at the end of the game, we just went with Cade on yeah. and said, hey, we're going five guards, and Cade had no fouls. And Cade could guard him, and we just told him, said, don't let him catch, and uh, we survived it. Yeah, he was really good tonight, Cade was. I, I thought you had a core of guys. Here you are now, 3-1 and one in league play, uh, a chance to build on that momentum at McGevick next week. What do you what do you harp on from this game to try to get better on? Well, I think, you know, for us is, uh, you know, just continuing to work on Tonight, I thought Hendersonville did a really good job of getting through screens. I didn't think we did a good enough job of screening bodies. Uh, we've got to be better in screening in our offense. Ball movement's been pretty good. Player movement's been pretty good. Got to be a little bit tougher around the basket. You know, if you look at the second quarter, we missed three almost uncontested layups. Mm -hmm. Just bad body balance. Missed another one late in the game that almost could have cost us. Uh, just bad body balance, you know, not under control. And so that'll be something that we'll talk about and work on is con con finishing those, you know, plays around the rim. Uh, you know, and just continuing to work on, you know, trying to find a way to get easy baskets, but just keep fighting our butt off on defense. I, I think tonight that was the difference. Last question, I'll let you go. I mean, this, this is a really good Hendersonville team, and for you to get a win the way that you did on the road, what does that tell you about your squad? Well, I think it says they're resilient, you know, uh, because, you know, we were down 10 nothing early in the game, and our guys could have easily bailed out, and they didn't. They just kept digging and fighting. You know, they're talking to each other during timeouts. We had some frustration. You know, I mean, they're kids. They want to compete, and they want to win. Uh, but uh, they were frustrated, but they, they battled through it and survived it. Cool. Bobby, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. That's Bobby Luna following their big win over Hendersonville on the road last Friday night. That was a huge win for their district standings. At the time, it put them to three and one and into second place behind Beach and dropped Hendersonville to third place at two and two in league play. Now, both teams went on to get a win last night. I know that Gallatin defeated McGavick and uh, Hendersonville went on the road to beat Station Cam. So uh, both pick up a win. So you're still staying in that two, three mark for Gallatin Hendersonville. But what a big win for the Green Wave especially on the road, knowing that you get to bring Hendersonville back to your place in a couple of or excuse me, a couple of weeks, uh, it's got to feel good for, for Gallatin and for Bobby Luna. And, you know, they're looking good as, as they get ready to, to head into district play. And then not leaving out the girls, Hendersonville 56, Gallatin 40 in that first game. Uh, just a really good win for Hendersonville uh, on a night that Hendersonville High School honored uh, the late, Gallatin girls basketball coach Jerry Landers. That was really cool uh, for them to wear shooting shirts with the, the power G on it for them to put signs in the uh, in their gymnasium to honor them. And, you know, and I asked Clancy Hall after the game, just kind of why do that? Because, A, it's it's their oldest rival and B, they didn't they didn't have to. And, and he was very complimentary and said that all the credit goes to Kelly Reed the uh, the girls basketball coach for putting that together. So it was a no-brainer for Hendersonville High School. And like I said in my game story that you can check out on MainStreetPreps.com, you know, it's their oldest rivalry. It's their fierce, fiercest rivalry, but um, it's probably their most respected rival, uh, not taking anything away from Station Camper Beach. But, you know, these two schools go back a long, long time. And, uh, you know, they just got a lot of admiration and respect for one another. And when they saw that uh, Gallatin was hurting and still mourning, they wanted to do – uh, what they could to try to lift up their spirits. So so really cool by Hendersonville High School uh, to do that. That segment leads me into my players of the week this week. Both players are going to be from uh, those two games, Hendersonville and Gallatin, and they're actually first-time honorees. Starting with the boys, we'll go with Gallatin senior Cade Martin, who scored a healthy 25 points in their 64-58 win over Hendersonville on Friday. 
Martin scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, including a nice 10 for 10 from the charity stripe to help sink, uh, seal that victory. You know, Cade was really, really good for them. He played really good, really tough defense on Day Shook. Uh, Hendersonville's low block man in the fourth quarter did not allow him to catch the ball in the low post because Dace um, was doing some damage on the low block, and he does damage. He's a really good low block player uh, in this county that can that can get some points and is certainly uh, going to be a name that you you should look out for for the rest of this season, uh, one that will, you know, Certainly, certainly be all county. Uh, certainly will make all district and, and potentially all region, depending on how far the commandos go. He's a really good low post player. And I just thought Cade Martin did a marvelous job on him uh, in the low block in the fourth quarter to go along with his 15 points. Uh, and in that girls game, looking at Hendersonville senior Brett Taylor, she scored 20 points in that 16-point win on Friday night, including five three-pointers, one in the fourth quarter to help seal the victory. Uh, as I mentioned previously, this is our first time being honored as our player of the week. It was nice to see Brett to get some confidence uh, going, as Coach Kelly Reed said after the game, because she just didn't shoot well. Uh, two games prior in, the, in their loss to Beach. And so to see her bounce back against, uh, I believe it was McGavick, the, the game after after Beach, and then carry that over in a big win over Gallatin what was good to see for her. And, you know, that pushed them, that pushed Hendersonville at the time to second place at 3-1 and one in league play. Problem is, and I'll get this to this in a minute, they lost last night to Station Camp, so that drops them. And, you know, there's a cluster there in my rankings that I'll get into in a minute. But nevertheless, Cade Martin, Brett Taylor, our players of the week this week, each scoring 25 points. Kay did, and then Brett did score 20, respectively, uh, in two wins. So, again, congratulations to Cade Martin and Brett Taylor of Gallatin High School and Hendersonville High School. Moving on to the best game I saw this week. Uh, it was the game last night, Brentwood Academy edging out Pope Prep 63-61 to on a DJ Center game-winning jumper from about 15 feet out on the uh, right wing, or excuse me, the right short corner. Um, you know, I, I talked to DJ, and you can check out the game story on MainStreetPreps.com. It's, it's on the featured box. But I spoke to him after the game, and he said it was more about execution than it was X's and O's. And, you know, he just stepped up and, and made a big shot, and that's a shot he practices all the time. Uh, although he wasn't hitting last night, he hit the one that mattered most, which was to get them a win. Uh, just a really, really big Really good basketball game last night. I mean, you had six ties, 10 lead changes in the first quarter, or excuse me, the first half. You had just as many ties and even more lead changes in the second half. Just a really, really good basketball game. The first time these two teams met, it was Brentwood Academy getting a 15-point win over Pope Prep, and I knew they were better than that. I knew they would be anxious and excited to welcome in the undefeated Eagles, who are now 21-0 and 7-0 in league play. And uh, just a really good basketball game. And, and Charles Wade, who you'll hear from in a minute, uh, hit hit on that game saying he likes his team uh, despite the loss. And so, actually, let's just go ahead and jump into his audio. You can hear his raw emotion after the 63-61 loss. This is Pope Prep head coach Charles Wade. Loss, obviously, 63-61 to B.A. Um, first off, Josh Hickson, he decided to have himself a ball game tonight. I think he finished 7 for 10 behind the arc i mean that's that's a heck of a shooting performance we've touched on just his ability to stroke it late uh it must feel good must be good seeing his confidence continue uh throughout the season yeah we will need josh to play that way if we're gonna you know make any type of noise going into the postseason and yeah. and, and, and when he shoots like that it kind of frees connor up a little bit and teams yeah. can't just key on him so it's it's big we know he's capable and he had he had himself a really good night tonight yeah. it was fun to watch 
I think the mo- I think the biggest question I have for you, Charles, is how do you keep this game from being uh, a mental a mental detriment, uh, just bogging down your guys? Because obviously, it's a game you feel you could have won, uh, and, you know, to lose it on a buzzer beater. So how do you keep your guys just uh, chins up, essentially? You know what? Uh, three of the last four has been that way, and we knew coming into league play they they would come down with possessions and shots like that, and we always talk about not letting them next game defeat you in the following game yeah. so and these guys have done a really good job of bouncing back after tough losses um they're resilient they'll be ready to play friday yeah i mean this game i think ba's biggest lead was seven maybe 38 31 and then you claw back and take the lead what does that say about your team's uh, resiliency uh, that says they, they have a belief in themselves that, yeah. that they could play with anybody and um, if, you, if you can stay on the floor in a region with the top two or three teams, you know you can play with anybody in the state. Yes, yeah, that's probably got to give you a lot of confidence moving forward. I mentioned, I heard you mention Lipscomb Academy this Friday. I think you got them the first time uh, at their place. So how much of how much are you fighting uh, complacency over the next couple of days from your guys, if any, uh, because you've already beaten them before or what? Not any because they know if, if you drop a game, it could mean seeding in yeah. our region tournament. So we, we got to be ready to play. We got to forget this one, put it behind us, and and, and get ready for a really tough lifting team to come in. Yeah. You know, and obviously you want to get the best seed you can. But uh, tonight, and I think you hit on this just a second ago, but tonight probably shows that if you're one seed, eight seed, it doesn't matter with your basketball team, does it? It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. Every team in our tournament is going to be really good. They're going to be playing their best basketball at the time. And and we, we like our chances. We get in there and get hot. Very good. That was Pope Prep head coach Charles Wade following their two-point loss to Brentwood Academy. Again, one of the best games that I have seen so far this season. And he's right. Um, any team in that in that uh, division, Division Two AA, can win the tournament on any given night, including Pope Prep. And he and he said it perfectly. If, if you can stay on the floor and compete with the number one team in the state for 32 minutes, then you can compete with anybody. And I firmly believe that to be true. And I know they lost last night, but it was a great game, a great showing from them. Their guard play is really, really excellent. Tristan Conker is, is so good. Uh, Connor Turf can shoot the lights out. I haven't even mentioned Josh Hickson, who finished a healthy seven for 10 from the three point arc. I mean, that's, I mean, 70%. That's ridiculous. I mean, that is crazy. He's hit a game winner. He's hit two game winners already this year. He stepped up in a big, big way to give Pope Prep an extra scoring threat. And if he can continue down this, continue this trajectory, yeah, this Pope Prep team is going to be tough to, tough to beat. And I know they want to get some, uh, some district tournament games at home, but on the, at home, on the road, neutral site, it doesn't matter. I really like this Pope Prep team and what they do. They've got size on the inside. They've got good guard play. They can shoot the rock. They play really good defense. And so this is just a, a well-rounded team that I think is poised to make a good run despite the tough loss last night. Uh, moving on, actually, to our boys' rankings. Um, the first two doesn't change. Beach, Pope Prep. I mean, I've said it how many weeks now in a row, why they are uh, one and two. Beach now. 24-0, 5-0, following a big win, a double-digit double win, actually, uh, last night on the road at Hunter's Lane. Our uh, our esteemed co- co-worker, Tyler Palmatier, covered that game. You can actually check out that story on MainStreetPreps.com. It's really, really good. It's about the Beach Boys basketball team um, just, you know, fighting through an undefeated season and just kind of their mindset and uh, and how they approach each and every game. So if you haven't read that yet, I implore you to go on MainStreetPreps.com and give that a 
give that a read because it's really, really good. But again, Beach, our number one team in our ranking this week, followed by Pope Prep at 14 and seven, now three and four in league play. Moving on to the rest of our ranking is, is when you start getting uh, a little bit closer, uh, a little bit closer in that gap. And, and so I've got Gallatin actually moving up a slot this week to number three at 12 and eight overall, four and one in league play uh, following their win over Hendersonville and McGavick last night, looking really good in District 10, 4A. And then you've got Hendersonville at 13 and seven, uh, three and two. Like I said, got a big win on the road last night at Station Camp, a two point win. Regardless of how you get them, they're they're big and they're needed. And then after that, we've got Portland at fourteen and nine, three and two in league play. Station Camp at eight and fifteen, one and five. And then rounding out our bottom two, like last week, is White House at six and sixteen, one and three in league play. And then Merrill Hyde at two and eleven and zero oh and five. You know, there's just really, you know, outside of, I think three, four, five could potentially see some shakeup. You know, I don't know. If five station camp is going to see much shakeup in there, but I think you could see a gal to Hendersonville, Portland, depending on how these next couple of weeks go uh, interchange. But as of this week, as of what's today, uh, the 26th, January 26th, we've got Beach number one, Pope Prep number two, Galton three, Hendersonville four, Portland five, station camp six, White House seven, and Merrill Hyde at eight. And scrolling on down to our girls' rankings again. Top two doesn't change from the first few weeks. We've got Westmoreland at number one at 17 and three overall. Only played one district game, uh, but looking really good. Just won the Sonic shootout uh, in Lebanon last week, the classic that they did. I believe they won three games in three days uh, to get to that mark. And then you've got Beach at 13 and 10, 5 and 0, unbeaten in District 10, 10 4A, excuse me, uh, have kind of created a, a little bit of a separation between them and everyone else. And then as you see on the ticker there, uh, three, four, and five. I mean, they're all three and two in league play, um, separated by one game. You see Hendersonville at three, Gallatin at four, Station Camp at five. They could be really be interchanged. I mean, Station Camp beat Hendersonville last night, but Station Camp lost to Gallatin. Hendersonville beat Gallatin, uh, but they lost to to Beach. And like I said, in uh, uh, Hendersonville. So it's uh, you know, it's a jumbled mess. Those three: Hendersonville, Gallatin, and Station Camp. But you know what? I've got them ranked as as you see Hendersonville at three, Gallatin four, and Station Camp at five. And then, of course, uh, made a little bit of switch between five and six between White House and Pope Prep. I've got White House uh, 10 and 10, 2 and 1 as my fifth team. And then Pope Prep 10 and 11, 0 and 8 in, in district play, having a tough year in league play. And then rounding out our bottom two is Portland at 7 and 16, 2 and 3, and then Merrill Hyde at 5 and 11 and two and four. So that's how I see my rankings this week. Again, subject to change with, with games coming up Thursday, Friday, obviously next Monday, Tuesday, you never know how they're going to look uh, next week. But as of right now, the top two teams don't change for the boys and girls, a little bit of change in three, four and five. And then the bottom two, of course, remain the same as well. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time that I hit you with the two, one full court press. And guess what? It's rivalry week. So that means I give you one extra game, so you're welcome. So let's dive right into it. First up, we've got Portland versus White House. Huge rivalry game. Huge, huge district game. Uh, again, one of three games this week that I implore you to go check out. Uh, the other ones, of course, being Beach and Station Camp and Gallatin and Henderson – or excuse me, Pope John Paul and Lipscomb Academy. But I'm highlighting Portland and White House – 
These two teams I've already met once this year. Uh, it should be a really, really good game, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, badminton. It doesn't matter. Chess, checkers. These two teams always want to beat each other when they meet uh, on the competition gridiron and so or the hardwood, excuse me. Uh, so, again, Portland White House, please, 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 if you're looking for a game to go check out this week, I implore you to go check out Portland White House this Friday night. And then next week, I'm looking at a boys game and a girls game. On the boys' side, I've got Beach and Hendersonville. Of course, the last time these two teams met, uh, Beach edged out a victory over Hendersonville, but it was tied 42-42 with two minutes left in that ball game. Now Beach has got to make the quick trip over the railroad tracks to the other side of the town to Hendersonville High School where you know the commandos are going to be waiting to try to get a little bit of a revenge and try to hand Beach potentially their first loss of the season. And then the girls game I'm looking at, Gallatin versus Station Kent. And that's simply because I need some separation in my rankings, okay? Uh, they, Station Camp lost to Gallatin the first time they played. Let's see how the second go-around shakes out. And uh, just, again, looking forward to trying to maybe try to find some separation between, between teams three, four, and five in my rankings. So, again, the three games I'm looking at this week, Portland White House, that includes boys and girls because both are going to be great. And then on the boys' side, I'm looking at Beach versus Hendersonville. And on the girls' side, I'm looking at Gallatin versus Station Camp. In those two games, Beach Hendersonville boys and Gallatin Station Camp girls actually lead me into my two players to look out for this week. Christian Shaw, Beach boys, senior guard. I'm looking at you. You've got two big games this week, Station Camp and Hendersonville. Eli Rice has stepped up and have been the leading scorer for the Bucks as of late. Uh, Tyler Moore has stepped up. Looks like there has been a seamless transition for those two guys getting into the scoring. And I'm not saying anything bad about Christian not scoring or – uh, he's falling as the third wheel, nothing like that. But uh, I think Christian Shaw maybe needs to remind some folks uh, that he can fill up that bucket because he's kind of been uh, a little bit passive to his teammates. And that's a great thing. And that's exactly what you need out of a basketball team moving forward. If you want to try to capitalize uh, just on the talent and success that, that you could have. Uh, but again, I think Christian Shaw, this is a great week for him to remind some folks just who he is. Uh, on the basketball court, again, Station Camp in Hendersonville, two great opportunities for him to step up and do so. Uh, and I want to go ahead and apologize maybe to Kit Brown, uh, the Beach Boys basketball coach. I'm not, I'm not trying to put uh, too much onus on Christian or saying that he should take over and, and be who he's not because I know he's not going to be that. Uh, but I but I know who Christian is, and, and I'm wondering if maybe people see box scores and, and they wonder – uh, what's what, and I think this is opportunity for Christian to come out and show uh, just who he is, and uh, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays these next two games. And then my girls' player to look out for this week is Marissa Wirtz at a station camp. They've got also two big games this week between Beach and Gallatin, and I think if she steps up and is the player that that she's capable of being, along with uh, a new Richards, I think this station camp team could get two big wins. Again, if you're able to beat Beach, you're able to beat Gallatin, all of a sudden you're looking at a new district outlook. You're looking at a new district seating, maybe some new confidence uh, as you move forward. So, again, Marissa Wirtz, Christian Shaw, two players I'm looking at this week to step up big for their teams in two critical District 10 4A matchups. And then my one winner, I'm stepping outside of the box. I'm going at White House Girls defeating the Portland Girls Again, this was part of my two games to look out for this week. Uh, I think White House, again, is looking really good. Uh, 
this year. They've already defeated Portland once, and I think they get the season sweep over them uh, this Friday night when they take them down. So, again, my 2-2-1 this week, I give you three games, Portland White House boys and girls. I gave you Beach Hendersonville boys. I gave you Dalton Station Camp girls. My two players, I gave you Christian Shaw and Marissa Words from Beach and Station Camp. And then my one winner, I gave you White House girls taking down the Portland girls. That will actually do it for this week's episode of the Full Court Press. Hope you had a good time listening to me uh, just kind of ramble on. Hope you had a good time listening to Pope Prep head coach Charles Wade and Bobby Luna, the Gallatin boys basketball coach. Want to appreciate their time uh, following their games on Friday and Tuesday. Again, when you see the hoop, you know what time it is. It's always basketball time here in the Womble household. And until next time, I'll talk to you next week. This has been Full Court Press, a Sumner County sports podcast with your host, Zach Womble. Follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and his work online at MainStreetPreps.com. Don't forget to follow the show as well on Twitter at FCP underscore MSP. Yeah.